Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. Hello, welcome back. Happy to be talking to you again. I want to talk this week about a couple of things that will just make life easier for you when it comes to reaching out to the media this year. So it's not so much like kind of one overall topic of like how to do this or that, but it's more like a couple of like tips and trends that I'm seeing be really helpful and important right now. So if you're thinking of doing media outreach, you know, this month or this year, or you've already started doing that, these are some of the things that I think will just help make you be more successful. It's kind of four trends um, to keep your eye on this year and try to take part in or, or make sure that you're actually like working with in order to make you be more likely to be picked up by the media in order to make them be more likely to accept your pitches and want to help put you out there. So there's a couple things and the, the biggest one, or I, yeah, I mean, I think the first, the first one that I think is probably one of the biggest ones is to have talking points and like written quotes ready to go. A lot of time writers don't have, well, usually they never have any time really. So a lot of times, especially more and more lately, I'm seeing media that don't want to actually talk to you. (laughs) They don't want to do an interview with the client. They don't have time and they don't want to have like a lot of back and forth via email even. So even to like send questions and then like, you know, maybe send another email for clarification, things like that, they really don't have time for. So being as specific as possible in what you offer them and coming straight out with some main points, some interesting things that you want to tell them and a couple of things even kind of packaged as quotes that you can say you can directly quote me from this can make things a lot easier for them. And really that's what's going to make the difference. So if they can just grab those, copy and paste them and put them in your in their article, they're a lot more likely to do that than to, you know, try to set up an interview with someone else or or set up an interview with you. And sometimes if you're not available with those, you know, easy to go talking points right away, they're, they're not going to bother. But if you show, if you literally have them in the first, maybe the second email, but even like putting them right in that first email where you're pitching your story or trying to get in touch with them about something, it just shows them that you're going to be really easy to work with. You know, they might not need to do a lot of back and forth. They can just like literally take those and, and run with it. So having and providing easy, clear points on whatever that topic is, you know, whether you know that they're writing about a certain topic, whether you're pitching a certain topic and you want to provide clear points on what you're trying to pitch for them. And the key thing here is to make sure they're different from what anyone else would say. Be as unique with these as possible and give the person a reason to use yours rather than someone else's that they might talk to or someone else who might send similar quotes. I see this all the time where, you know, maybe you got a request from a writer or heard the writing about something specific and, 
or even just in pitching a certain topic, right? And you're pitching this idea of this story, but but then the things that you're saying are not, I mean, not that they have to be like groundbreaking or life shattering, but you need to be offering a perspective that's different than everyone else will be offering. If it's something that a lot of other people could speak on to, you know, maybe you're, sometimes they might just need, you know, a doctor with a specialization in your, you know, your niche or whatever. And they're just looking for that quote and that expertise. And that's one thing, like, I'm not saying to try to like make something more interesting than it should, than it is. If it's something like that, like you're a doctor giving a quote and how something, you know, happens. But if it's more of a lifestyle type of thing, or if it's more of like an expertise when it comes to like a business to business type of thing, or um, yeah, things like that, like that's a lot of what we work with a lot of like what the people that we, that I, that I see and talk to are working with. And it's more like, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? Why should you do this? And they're not, you know, not life-changing things. And they're not things that are like a, a clear, concrete cut and dry, like this is the way you do it. It's more like, but how do you do it personally? You know, in those cases, try to be a little more unique with it. Because if you just say, you know, oh gosh, I should, you know, you guys know I'm not good at thinking of examples off the top of my head and I didn't really prep this. <laughs> if someone's saying like, you know, what are the, um, best ways to get in shape for the summer. Right. And you're like, well, you know, you can go for a run outside or you can go swimming. Like those are so obvious and everybody would reply with that same, you know, everybody could reply with that same answer. So trying to come up with something a little more unique and maybe something that other people wouldn't have thought of or offering a little more specific detail into like something interesting about why, or, you know, why you chose like would say that, or why people don't think to do that or something like that. That's, what's actually going to be a valuable piece of information that they can use. So it might seem, you might be like, Oh, this is such an easy like opportunity. I'll just shoot back a reply. on like, you know, it'd be like me. Um, maybe I see that a writer is doing a story on like how to pitch the media. And I just reply with, you know, the three most obvious things on like, like, okay, yeah, these are, these are the best practices, right? These are best practices for pitching the media, but literally everybody else who replies, like is going to have those same best practices. Cause I didn't make those up. This is just, this is, you know, how it's done. This is what everyone's learning, what everyone's using. So that's just basically the main thing to keep in mind here. Try to be a little more unique with it. Try to offer your own specific twist if you can, if it makes sense, um, just because keep to keep in mind that there's always the chance and honestly a high possibility that someone else with a very similar expertise and background to you is either pitching the same idea or going to get be contacted for quotes as well, um, or for you know tips or or talking points, whatever the, whatever it is for that story. So you want to make sure they're going to use yours, and that means making them a little bit different than what someone else is providing. Okay, so the second one is. Um, oh, and sorry, one quick more thing you can, as I said, put them right in the email, not that, you know, I'm always preaching not to do a long email. So if it's going to be, so you want just bullet kind of, you know, one sentence talking points here. And if it might be longer than that, or you might want to go into more information or detail on something, make a Google doc that is shareable with anybody with the link and link to that right there so that they still can have more information if they want to, and they still get all of that detail and information without having to come back to do a bunch of back and forth emails with you. But um, it's not like bogging down one super long email. It's just somewhere that they can access really easily. The second one is um, second kind of tip or or kind of trend of what I think 
people need to be doing right now is to have a second idea up your sleeve and to be somewhat flexible with what the story might be. So that basically just means coming prepared with a couple of ideas in case, you know, maybe the person, the writer, producer, they're into the general idea, they're into the topic of what you're, what you've pitched, but maybe they've just done something really similar and it hasn't come out yet. So you didn't know that in your research, but you know, they're like, you know what, I can't do something quite on that. Or, you know, they, I mean, you never know. They might have any number of reasons to say no to that, that specific thing you pitched. But if you have another idea up your sleeve, that's kind of similar and related, but a slightly different angle that you can come to them and provide right away. It can be easier to, might be easier to say yes to for whatever reason. So it might be, you know, a good way to either use that as a follow-up for, for example, if they haven't replied to your email at all, and you're kind of like, okay, well, maybe it's a no, but I want to check back in. Right. So a lot of times my favorite way to do follow-up is to follow up with a kind of another slightly different, but related idea. So it's like, you know, if that didn't resonate or you don't have space for something on that first idea right now, I wanted to also suggest this other idea that is somewhat similar that like, you know, so-and-so could also speak on or that we could also put things together for that's, that also really makes sense for you right now, for your publication to be talking about right now. Um, so that kind of is a way to give, to offer another idea right away um, as a follow-up, but also you can also have that kind of up your sleeve for if they do re- reply and they just say no, um, not, you don't, you know, obviously want to be annoying about it. Like if they say no, we have to accept no, but no usually means either not right now, or it doesn't make sense in this instance or in this case, or that that specific idea is a no, it doesn't mean they're never going to want to do anything on you or your topic ever. So having that other idea, you could say, you know, there was one other thing I was just thinking of that I thought might make more sense for you. So I wanted to run this by you too. So I think it's always worth kind of going in with a second option there. So have that ready. And sometimes that's easy, right? Because a lot of times people are like, well, I have like so many things that I could pitch and I, it's hard to narrow it down to one. So sometimes even going into it personally with that mindset of like, okay, here's like kind of the first thing I'm going to pitch them. And so as not to bog them down, I'll pitch that one first. And then this will be like my follow-up pitch. And that way you're still kind of getting both ideas to them you know, unless they reply right away in the first day or so accepting the first one. And in which case that's a win anyways. So that's fine. Um, but that's a way to kind of, um, spread out that conversation a little bit more and, and really show them that you can be a resource. Um, so the third one is a little bit different, not in terms of like the actual pitch, but this one is just the th- my third, um, kind of tip is to have a good quality microphone at home or in your office. If you're, if you're back there, podcasts are so big right now. And even a lot of TV opportunities right now are are still being done from home. There are just a lot of opportunities right now when it comes to like putting yourself out there that audio is important for. And if you have high quality audio, it's such a plus and it can help you get these opportunities. Sometimes they will say like, you know, if they have a microphone, if they have a good quality microphone and and webcam, I can do, you know, the zoom interview, like even for like, you know, mainstream TV, you're seeing that. So just being able to say that you have that can be a plus. And also just like having that is good, even if they haven't asked or, or if it's not like some kind of, you know, maybe it's not some kind of pre-qualification for, for some opportunity that you might be able to secure, but 
it's going to be good to have it once you get on there <laughs> because there's nothing that looks less professional these days than showing up to an interview or being on TV or podcast. Like, I don't care if it's, you know, a podcast with two listeners, like showing up with, without high quality audio, when it's so easy for everyone to have a real mic right now. And, and almost like so many people do that just looks really unprofessional. It makes you look unprepared. And there's just no reason not to have a high quality microphone. You can get really pretty cheap ones like on Amazon tomorrow. So that's something I do recommend that everybody does if you can at this point, if you're going to try to get your, put, be putting yourself out there. And you know, once you have it, hey, pitch a couple podcasts. Why not? It's That's an easy way to kind of start getting yourself out there. So yeah, I think like a high quality microphone is like, the tool of 2021 media opportunities. You know, even if I don't care if you look washed out on video, I don't care if you're using your computer video screen, because again, just so many more, more opportunities require good audio than visual. Obviously I think it's great to have both. If you're going to be on TV, I definitely think you should also, you know, have a ring light and a good webcam, but there are a lot of more audio opportunities than visual. And a lot of things end up being more sound visual uh, audio sound bite type pieces too. Like, you know, even if you are on TV, you can still just share the 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 sounds, sound bites from it. And so, you know, if that's the only part that's being shared, you want to make sure the audio is really good. And then the last one is, and I almost hate, I like kind of hated that I felt like I had to write this down, but build your influence. I think that right now that is really important. You have to be able to show that you're an expert and it doesn't necessarily have to be on social media or like an Instagram influencer. I'm not saying you have to go out and actually become an Instagram influencer, but social media has made it so easy to show people that you are an expert. And, and again, other places like just show up wherever you can as an expert and share tips, share your expertise, wherever that is on your platforms, on your website, on other people's platforms, but anywhere that you can kind of do that and be putting that out there is going to help. And I do think if you can on your social platforms, build up your following. Again, it doesn't have to be 10,000 followers. You don't need to be an actual influencer, but make it look like people care what you have to say, you know, try to make sure you have enough people following you that people will trust what you're saying. You know, if that is somebody comes to look at it, it's like, oh yeah, like people care. Right. And that can be with a couple hundred followers, a couple thousand, as long as you're kind of putting stuff out there consistently, you will be able to build up to that, I think. And again, I'm not saying like you need to put like a lot of time and effort into your social media accounts, like for this reason, like, but I think that, you know, making sure your accounts are up to date and are clear on what you do and what you offer and what your expertise is in. Um, that's all just really easy, helpful ways to have, keep your visibility up to date and to draw in more opportunities because that is where they'll be looking to vet you. That is where a writer will look. If you pitch an idea to them, it's where a producer will look to see if, you know, just to see what you've been talking about, to see if you really do know what you're doing. So you just want to make sure it's the best reflection of your brand as it can be. And I know, I know it sounds a little crazy, but people do look there and they want to see what you talk about. They want to see where else you've been featured. You know, if you've been on other you know, TV shows or featured in a magazine, like they want to like put that on your social media because they want to see that like you've done this before and you know what you're doing. And honestly, they might make a decision based off of that. Or at least again, you have to always kind of keep in mind that they might be, 
they might be looking at you and someone else that's a very similar expert. And so you always have to kind of, you know, I hate kind of hate the idea of competition, but in all reality, when it comes to like securing an article, you are, you are usually technically competing with anyone else in your field, anyone else with your similar expertise that they might also be again, either having received a similar pitch from, or just be seeing out there and my approach for a quote or a comment or something on a piece that they're working on. So you do need to kind of think about it that way and make sure there's a reason that they'd be like, oh yeah, like let's ask her. She seems really approachable. She has a bunch of tips right on her Instagram. So I can tell, you know, that she can get stuff, you know, put stuff together easily. Um, or I can see she does videos or collaborations. So obviously she has good quality, you know, video and microphone and could come on and give us a quote quickly on TV, something like that. Like you have to be thinking about it that way. So I do think again, when I say build your influence, I mean like actual influence. I don't mean you have to go out and become an influencer, but I mean, make sure that people can tell that you are an expert. And so however you can do that, I think helps because people really do look, look to that these days. So those are the four trends that I keep coming up with this year that I keep kind of seeing as things that will be, that are helping people get media, um, that can help other people get media opportunities and help expand your visibility. So again, just to I'll whip through them real quick once more. The first one was to have talking points and quotes ready to go written down and easy to find and share. The second one is to have a second idea up your sleeve and to be flexible with what story, what the story might actually end up being. Don't not being totally tied to the first idea you pitch someone, have a couple of ideas that you like. And the third one is to have a good quality microphone. And the fourth one is to build your influence and, and just show that you're an expert and try to have that out there on all your platforms so that people will be able to see that you can really talk about what you're pitching. And honestly, you know, the only thing that I didn't really mention kind of on that one is be talking about the kinds of things that you're pitching about as well. So that not only do they see that you're an expert in the general field that you can, you know, that people care about what you have to say and that you know how to put yourself out there, but actually be talking about the topics that you're pitching so that they can actually even see more information there. If they look at your pages so that they can see more ideas, basically get more ideas from the things you're talking about. See you expand on the, you know, short pitch that you would have sent them, not in like a super obvious way, but in a way that seems natural. It's like, yeah, these are, this is, these are my topics. These are what I talk about. These are what I help people with. Um, so that when they see, yeah, when they, when they click over to like your pages, they'll see, or even your website. Oh yeah. These are really the things that they talk about and know about. So they obviously have a lot of experience here and a lot of things they could share with my audience. So keep those in mind, try to implement those um, like tips into what you're doing with media. And as always, let me know if you have any questions. And if this happens to be the first episode you've listened to, scroll back through the other ones because <laughs> we've shared, I've shared so much just in terms of like how, else, how to actually reach out to media, how to pitch, how to do a good pitch, um, how to find people to pitch to, how to find you know, the outlets that you want to be featured in, how to create a plan for your media outreach and PR for the year or whatever. So all of those are already things we've covered. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, but how do I, you know, where do I start once I have the talking points or what do I do when, once I have a second idea up my sleeve, like how do I, who am I sending that to? Those are all things that I've just already covered so much that 
I didn't go into them here, but you can see, find those past episodes by scrolling through wherever you're listening. Um, also all online on the website and that's quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. You can find all the podcast episodes. Um, so yeah, let me know if you have any questions on any of that. Let me know if any of this has worked for you, if you've tried anything, or if you're like, so true. Like I got this big opportunity because like I had a great microphone and was able to, you know, secure this podcast opportunity or a TV opportunity where they needed me to have high quality stuff or, or anything like that. If you're like, oh yeah, I sent some talking points and they really, that's why I think they, they got, they put me in the article. Um, love to hear. So let me know. And also you can comment on the Instagram page, uh, post for this episode, which will be also at quotable media co and one last shameless plug. If you haven't subscribed to issue two of the magazine, or if you haven't subscribed to the magazine issue two is now out, um, you can subscribe. And I also opened up the opportunity to buy a single issue just in case you want to try a single issue. Um, but I highly encourage subscribing to all six issues for the year. Um, you can subscribe for $28 right now. That price might be going up right now. It's $28 for six issues. And you can find all of that online also at quotablemediaco.com slash subscribe. See you guys soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on this show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes. If you have questions or ideas for a future episode, or you want to submit a guest or to see those show notes, you can do all of that online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. One other thing, join other listeners on Facebook and Instagram by searching female millennial entrepreneurs and joining us there. Talk to you soon and see you there.